Jenny Detweiler, and I invite you to come and join me as we take a pause in our busy day and pursue soul care, as we allow our bodies to slow down and our minds to be renewed with goodness, truth, and hope. This is PRN. Pause. Renew. Next. I'm so glad that you're here today and that I'm here with you and that we get to continue our conversation about the winter blues, chronic stress, burnout, and more hopefully, recovery. Today, I want to start our time with a grounding exercise. Right now, wherever you are, I want you to get really comfortable and I want you to pay attention to three things, three things that you can see. Name them out loud or in your own head. Just right now, three things that you can see without even having to move. Very good. Now I want you to listen, and I'll get quiet for just a minute, and I want you to notice what are the things that you hear right now? Can you come up with three things that you hear right now? Okay. Now, I want you to pay attention to three things that you physically are touching right now. Maybe it's your chair, maybe it's the steering wheel, whatever it is that you're around, I want you to feel three things right now. Very good. You know, that is a very simple exercise, but it's a really great way to bring ourselves back to the present moment, not what's gonna happen five minutes from now, not what happened five minutes ago, but what's happening in this very present moment. Now you may have noticed that we were using our senses. That was not random. I wanted to use this practice to start us today because today we are going to be talking all about the five senses. In the past few weeks, we've been talking about recovery from burnout, the winter blues, and chronic stress. This is the fourth podcast episode in the series And if you haven't heard the others yet, I suggest going back to listen, particularly to the episode on the window of tolerance, which I'll continue to refer back to each week in this series. You'll remember that in normal everyday life, we tend to stay within our window of tolerance, where we feel alert, able to connect with others, emotionally regulated, and able to interact and learn. However, when our brains sense danger, we may exit this little zone and go into either hyper or hypo arousal. In hyper arousal, we're experiencing the fight or flight response where we're anxious or angry. And when this happens, we are no longer regulated. We call this dysregulation. And on the other end of the spectrum, we experience hypo arousal, which can also be a reaction to feeling in danger. At this end of the spectrum, we feel exhausted, depleted, empty, or shut down. Now, particularly in hyperarousal, our senses go into high alert. So you may notice when you're in fight or flight or really, really overwhelmed or anxious that things bother you that wouldn't normally bother you, like noises are just ticking you off, like there's too much going on and you need it to be quiet. Or maybe you're noticing noises that you wouldn't normally notice, like, why is that dog barking? What was that? You know what I'm talking about? And the same thing really happens with our eyes as well. So imagine walking through a dark alley late at night. You're going to be on high alert and your eyes are probably scanning the environment. Now, all of this 
does us good, actually. It's because our body is trying to take in as much information as it possibly can to keep us safe. However, if what we really want to do is get back into the window of tolerance, because we're not actually in physical danger at this point, then sometimes it works against us rather than for us, right? But interestingly, we can use our senses to help ourselves regulate as well and to help bring ourselves back into our window of tolerance. So in this episode, I want to walk you through a few ways that you can use your five senses to help yourself regulate. You may also use some of these to help your children when they're dysregulated too. I find that when I talk about these with my clients, mostly we all intuitively know to do some of these things. But maybe we've never thought about it in these terms before. Our bodies tend to know what we need to do to feel safe and regulated. And in many ways, we can trust them to help us get back to where we need to be. So of all the five senses, I'm just going to pick randomly. Let's start with sound. If we're in hyper arousal and it's hard for our brains to get still and quiet enough to go to sleep, white noise can be really, really helpful. Maybe that's a fan. Maybe that's an app. Maybe you actually have a white noise machine. Anything like that helps block out outside noises so that your brain can get a little quieter and not pay so much attention to all the extraneous stuff happening. Music, I don't even have to say that. I think we probably all know that music is incredibly therapeutic. Whether we're in hyper or hypo arousal, music can be very, very beneficial. Now, you may notice if you're in certain moods, you like one kind of music. If you're in another kind of mood, you like a different kind of music. I'm sure you've got plenty of Spotify playlists that you can go to depending on where you fall on this spectrum. But know that music is an incredibly great way to help ourselves regulate. Bilateral stimulation or bilateral music is also an incredible way. If you don't know what that is, You can look up bilateral music on YouTube and find some examples, but basically what you want to do is have headphones because the music is going to be playing in both of your ears and it's going to kind of rotate between them. And as we go between the hemispheres of our brains, sometimes that helps us regulate ourselves a little bit better. Soothing sounds like water or nature are really great ways to help ourselves regulate When I had babies, I would notice that when they were crying and crying and I couldn't get them to stop, all I had to do was walk outside, and sometimes that was enough. The environment just changes. Nature sounds are very calming, you guys. And then audio meditation exercises can also be really helpful. Or your favorite podcast, wink, wink. Now we're going to head into the visual category. When we're in hyper arousal, it means our brain is overstimulated in a lot of ways. Sometimes closing our eyes is the best thing we can do to block out all the visual noise, so to speak. So, you know, when we pray or we're at church, we close our eyes and it gets really still and quiet inside of us when we do that. Although I know if you are really, really overwhelmed or you have been through some kind of trauma, closing your eyes may not feel safe and that's okay too. Also, obviously, we can't always close our eyes, depending on where we are. Another way that we can do that is called anchoring, and that is just picking one object that you want to look at and looking at it only for maybe 30 seconds. Not moving your eyes around, but just looking at one object for 30 seconds. What that does is help our brains calm down because it's not having to take in so much visual stimulation at one time. And probably if you listen to my podcast in November that our brains are made to take in beauty. 
any kind of beauty will do, but I especially enjoy looking at nature or great pieces of artwork. Um, all of those kinds of things, giving ourselves some form of awe, A-W-E, that we can look at is a really great visual regulation tool. And then, of course, reading also is a great tool that you can use inside the visual category as well. Let's talk about smell. Have you ever noticed that all you have to do is catch a whiff of something and it reminds you of something in your memory? So let's say, well, I'll just give you one of mine. Every once in a while, I'll catch a whiff of some sort of tree. I've never figured out what tree it is, but it reminds me of my grandparents' house. They lived in New York. There aren't any of these where I live, but if we like go on vacation or something and I smell this certain kind of tree, it transports me to my grandparents' backyard, just like that. It's amazing how our brains work like this, but we can use it for our benefit. And here's how. If you use a particular kind of smell, so we're gonna call this aromatherapy, at a time that you feel really safe and relaxed, let's say you like the smell of lavender maybe, and you use it in a hot bath that you're taking and you're feeling really calm and relaxed. Then later when you're stressed out and you smell lavender, it helps your body remember what it feels like when you are calm and it helps get us back to a calm state. Very cool trick, you guys. Also, you may have particular smells that just bring you comfort. So maybe a particular candle, a perfume, essential oils I think are very popular and healthy. So you may have some of those too that you just really enjoy. So those are some great ways that you can kind of employ smell to help yourself regulate as well. Okay, taste gets tricky because what we don't want to do is comfort ourselves with food to such an extent that that becomes a problem. But there are still great ways inside of this category that we can help ourselves regulate. When we get really stressed out, our digestion system slows down to a crawl, which makes us get a dry mouth. So if you've ever seen a speaker have to have a cup of water, that's because they're anxious and they want to have water so their mouth doesn't get dry because they're talking in front of a lot of people. Um, so carrying around some kind of drink, like a water bottle or a cup of coffee, anything like that can be really helpful. If you do not have TMJ or braces, I would say gum can also be really helpful because it gives us some muscle movement and it can really help with anxiety or tension just to be able to kind of like move a little bit. And when we're chewing, we're kind of doing that. Also, there are some great ways that sensory input can help us regulate. Here's some ideas. Crunchy foods, spicy foods, hot or cold foods or drinks can really, really give us some different kind of input into our bodies that really bring us back into a more regulated state. It's amazing how this works. You guys, I've tried it with my kids a couple times. Almost like magic, you would just think. <laughs> it's pretty wild. And sucking through a straw also can, can do kind of a similar thing because you have to do some diaphragmatic work to suck through a straw. And all of those things can help our bodies regulate, get good sensory input, and bring us back a little closer to that regulated place. Touch. This is the big one that I wanted to end on. Receiving comfort from a loved one can be a great way to help with regulation. But know yourself, if you're feeling angry, probably not then. But if not, if you're feeling anxious or sad, receiving healthy and safe touch is one of the ways that our body produces oxytocin, which is called the cuddle hormone. And it helps us bond with others, feel warm and safe, 
and gives us a host of other benefits. Here are some great touch ideas. Giving or receiving a hug, getting a massage, a mani or pedi, letting someone play or fix your hair, or petting your favorite animal or cuddling with them is also a great way. If we don't have access to those things, weighted blankets also can help our bodies receive safe pressure on the skin, and they can be helpful for a lot of people. Sometimes though, we need some sensory input or stress relief. In those cases, stress balls can be helpful, or playing with Play-Doh or in the sand. Listen, I truly believe that kneading bread dough is incredibly therapeutic if you do it by hand. It is great for anger release. Punch that dough, fold it, punch it again, repeat. So good, but you just have to clean up the counter afterwards, so you know, but it is really fun. Working in the garden and getting your hands in the dirt, playing in the sand, or taking a walk in the sand with bare feet, or walking barefoot on grass, those can be very grounding practices. You guys, in today's day and age, we spend a whole lot of time never touching nature at all. We're surrounded inside of our houses, our apartments, our schools. We wear clothes and shoes most of the time. So getting some sensory input into our skin is incredibly important. And remember, it is for our kids too. They're spending a whole lot of time, even with masks on now, they're covered up from head to toe. So getting some good sensory input on their skin is incredibly important. If you're needing some comfort, taking a warm bath or shower can help our bodies feel calmer. And if you need stimulation to help yourself be regulated, a cold shower will also do the trick. Listen, these are just the beginning. There are so many more ideas. And I hope this week, as you go about your daily life, you pay closer attention to the sensory practices that you're already doing that are helpful for you. Next week, you can look forward to a really great guest interview, but I look forward to continuing this conversation about burnout and recovery in two weeks. Thank you guys for being with me today. And now, as you prepare for what comes next in your day, I'd love to leave you with a benediction from Ephesians 3. I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width, height and depth of God's love, and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I'm Jenny Detweiler with PRN. Pause, renew, next. May you be encouraged on your journey with Jesus. Thank you.